Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity entitled, The Clinical Playbook, Team-Based Integration of ADCs in Metastatic Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer, is provided by Axis Medical Education and is supported by an educational grant from AstraZeneca Pharmaceuticals and Daiichi Sankyo. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Hello and welcome to this educational activity, the Clinical Playbook, Team-Based Integration of ADCs in Metastatic Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer. I am Misako Nagasaka, Associate Clinical Professor from the Division of Hematology and Oncology, Department of Medicine at the University of California, Irvine. First, a disclaimer and disclosure indicating that we may be discussing off-label use of approved agents or agents that are in development. Here's my financial disclosure information. Upon completion of this activity, participants should be better able to utilize guideline-recommended biomarker testing to identify patients with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer appropriate for treatment with HER2-directed therapy and guide treatment selection. Assess the potential utility of ADCs for the treatment of metastatic non-small cell lung cancer. Examine the emerging efficacy and safety data and ongoing clinical trials of ADCs for the treatment of patients with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer. Determine how recent evidence on the use of HER2-directed ADCs for the treatment of patients with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer whose tumors have a HER2 mutation may be integrated into future clinical practice. The HER2 receptor as a potential target for precision medicine in non-small cell lung cancer. HER2 is a tyrosine kinase receptor, growth-promoting protein expressed on the surface of many types of tumors, including gastric, breast, and lung cancers. In some tumors, HER2 overexpression is associated with a specific HER2 gene alteration known as amplification and is often associated with aggressive disease and poorer prognosis. Other HER2 gene alterations, called HER2 mutations, have been identified in non-small cell lung cancer, specifically adenocarcinomas, as distinct molecular targets. Approximately 2-4% of patients with non-small cell lung cancer have HER2 mutations, which have been independently associated with cancer cell growth, and poor prognosis. Human epidermal growth factor receptor 2, or HER2, activating mutations occur in 2% of lung cancers. These mutations are transforming in lung cancer models and result in kinase activation. Human epidermal growth factor receptor 2 gene also known as HER2 or ERBB2 alterations, have been identified as oncogenic drivers and potential therapeutic targets in lung cancer. ERBB2 mutations occur in about 2 to 3% of lung adenocarcinomas. 
These mutations are most common in exon 20 and are detected typically by NGS or RT-PCR. ERBB2 amplification occurs in about 2-5% to of lung adenocarcinomas and is picked up by fish. HER2 protein overexpression occurs in 2.4 to 38% of non-small cell lung cancer and is commonly found through IHC. Understanding the value and clinical implications of biomarker testing to improve precision medicine. Biomarker testing for genetic variants is recommended in the NCCN guidelines based on the outcomes associated with the use of targeted therapy in eligible patients with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer. The NCCN Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer Guidelines Panel strongly advises broader molecular profiling with the goal of identifying rare driver mutations for which effective drugs may already be available or to appropriately counsel patients regarding the availability of clinical trials. Broad molecular profiling is a key component of the improvement of care of patients with non-small cell lung cancer. Current NCCN guidelines have identified emerging biomarkers to identify novel therapies for patients with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer, including HER2 or ERBB2 mutations. Current guidelines list the antibody drug conjugates of adotrasuzumab emtansine, or TDM1, and famtrasuzumab deristekin as available targeted agents with activity against HER2 mutations. HER2 targeted antibody drug conjugates in non-small cell lung cancer. An antibody drug conjugate consists of a monoclonal antibody conjugated to a cytotoxic agent via a linker. The antibody is specific to tumor cell surface proteins, thereby providing the specificity and potency not achievable with traditional drugs. The linker is the short chemical spacer that binds the drug to the antibody which must be stable in circulation. In the cell, most linkers are labile, however, some are stable, requiring degradation of the antibody and linker to release the cytotoxic agent. The cytotoxic drug used in antibody drug conjugates is usually highly potent, with IC50 values in the sub-nanomolar range in cell culture. Classical mode of action of ADCs with cleavable linkers include the following steps. ADC binds to the HER2 receptor. After binding of the monoclonal anti-HER antibody component of the ADC to HER2 expressed on the cell surface of tumor cells, the ADC-HER2 complex is internalized by endocytosis. After linker cleavage by lysosomal proteases, the drug payload is released. 
and can induce a cytotoxic effect leading to tumor cell death. A high drug-to-antibody ratio can increase antitumoral efficacy despite a low HER2 antigen density on tumor cells. Bystander killing effect is also an important mode of action to know about. Using cleavable linkers, ADCs can be designed to promote drug release from the target cell to the extracellular space, thereby surrounding M bystander cells, which may or may not express the ADC target antigen, can be killed by taking up the cytotoxic drug. This bystander killing can occur if the cytotoxic drug is released from the antibody after antigen binding before internalization. Additionally, the drug payload can be released from the tumor cell into the intracellular space due to a high membrane permeability of the ADC drug payload. Of note, TDM1 or adotrasuzumab emtansine is an agent which combines DM1, isotoxic, metansinoid, and the stable MCC linker. TDM1 is consisted of DM1 attached via stable non-cleavable linker to trastuzumab. The linker is not cleavable and so there is no bystander effect. Let's now go over the mechanism of action of TDM1. HER2 binding occurs by TDM1 selectively binding to the HER2 receptor at subdomain 4. HER2 antitumor activities include disruption of ligand-independent HER2 signaling, antiproliferative and apoptotic effects, mediation of ADCC, and inhibition of HER2 shedding. DM1 cytotoxic activity occurs through internalization and DM1 release. Once bound to the HER2 receptor, the TDM1 slash HER2 receptor complex is internalized via endocytosis. DM1 release occurs by TDM1 undergoing proteolytic degradation inside the target cell. This releases the active chemotherapy DM1. DM1 binds to microtubules and inhibits their polymerization, causing cell cycle arrest and cell death. There are a few phase two studies that evaluated adotrasuzumab emtansine in non-small cell lung cancer. Modest activity of response rates between 6.7% to 51% was seen, although the small number of patients ranging from 6 to 49 make it difficult to assess these studies. In the phase two basket trial of adotrasuzumab emtansine, the best overall response rate by either resist or modify persist for ERBB2 amplified slash mutant patients was 51% with a median progression-free survival of five months. Based on these data, the NCCN guidelines list TDM1 
as an available targeted agent with activity against HER2 mutations. Trastuzumab durastecan, or TDXD, is being clinically evaluated across a number of HER2-expressing or mutated cancers, including breast cancer, colorectal cancer, non-small cell lung cancer, and others. It is already FDA-approved for breast and gastric-slash-G-junctional tumors. The HER2-directed ADC, TDXD, received breakthrough therapy designation from the FDA in May 2020 for the treatment of patients with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer whose tumor have a HER2 mutation and with disease progression on or after platinum-based therapy based on results of the Phase two Destiny Lung 01 trial, which we will look at in details in the following portion of my talk. TDXD is an antibody drug conjugate with a HER2 antibody, peptide-based cleavable linker, and a novel toposomerase 1 inhibitor payload. This HER2-directed ADC is characterized by a high drug-to-antibody ratio and these ADCs promote a bystander killing effect, which explain the anti-tumor activity, even in HER2 low-expressing tumors. A higher drug-to-antibody ratio increases the amount of internalized cytotoxic drug molecules, despite a low HER2 antigen density on the tumor cell surface. There are some differences between TDXD and TDM1. As mentioned earlier, TDM1 uses a stable, uncleavable linker. For this reason, there is no bystander anti-tumor effect with TDM1, whereas with TDXD, since the linker is cleavable, this leads to bystander anti-tumor effect. Additionally, TDXD is characterized by a high drug-to-antibody ratio at 8 to 1, whereas this was only 3.5 to 1 for TDM1. A higher drug-to-antibody ratio increases the amount of internalized cytotoxic drug molecules and could have efficacy despite a lower 2 antigen density on the tumor cell surface. The study design of Destiny Lung 01 is important to go over. In this open-label, multi-center phase 2 study, patients were eligible if they had HER2 mutated or expressing non-squamous non-small cell lung cancer relapsed or refractory to standard therapy. No prior HER2-targeted therapy except for PAN-HER TKIs were allowed. Cohort 1 enrolled those with HER2 expressing, and Cohort 2 enrolled those with HER2 mutated tumors. The primary endpoint was confirmed overall response rate by independent central review. Presented at the 2020 ASCO Virtual Scientific Program, 
results of the Destiny Lung 01 trial initially showed a confirmed objective response rate of 61.9%, including a 2.4% complete response rate, a 59.5% partial response rate, and a 28.6% stable disease rate in 42 patients with unresectable metastatic non-squamous per two mutant non-small cell lung cancer treated with trastuzumab durastecan monotherapy at 6.4 milligrams per kilogram. Median progression-free survival was 14 months. Median overall survival was not reached and the disease control rate was 90.5%. In terms of toxicity, the most common grade three or higher treatment emergent adverse events were decreased neutrophil count at 26.2%, anemia at 16.7%, and there were five cases or 11.9% of confirmed treatment related grade two interstitial lung disease, or ILD, and pneumonitis. Based on these data, the NCCN guidelines list trastuzumab durastecan as an available targeted agent with activity against HER2 mutations. And TDXD was granted breakthrough therapy designation in the US for HER2 mutant metastatic non-small cell lung cancer in May of 2020. The updated primary analysis results from the HER2 mutant cohort of the Destiny Lung 01 Phase 2 trial investigating TDXD in patients with HER2 mutated metastatic non-small cell lung cancer was reported as a late-breaking presentation at ESMO and published in New England Journal of Medicine in September of 2021. The total number of patients reported was 91. Again, these were patients who had progressed following one or more systemic therapies. The confirmed overall response rate by ICR was 54.9%, disease control rate was 92.3%, with a median duration of response of 9.3 months, median PFS of 8.2 months, and a median OS of 17.8 months. Any TRAE was seen in 96.7% of patients with grade three or higher TRAEs at 46.2%. Importantly, the adjudicated drug-related ILD was seen in 26%. Of the 26%, approximately 19.8% were grade 1 and 2, and approximately 6.6% were grade 3 and higher. Now, regarding the trial profile and baseline characteristics of the HER2-mutated cohort, between May 2018 and July 2020, a total of 91 patients with HER2 mutant non-small cell lung cancer were enrolled and treated with TDXD. The median number of previous cancer therapies among the enrolled patients was two, with a range of zero to seven. 
a total of 95% of the patients had received previous platinum-based therapy, and 66% had received anti-programmed death one or anti-programmed death ligand one treatment. 76 out of 91 patients discontinued study treatment, with the most common cause being progression of disease. Efficacy was consistently observed across different subgroups, including those who had previously been treated with a HER2 tyrosine kinase inhibitor and those with CNS metastasis, which is particularly prevalent in this population. Responses to treatment were observed in patients with different HER2 mutation subtypes across three exon locations, exons 19, 20, and 8, as well as in patients who had no detectable HER2 expression or tested negative for HER2 amplification. Responses were also seen in those who were previously treated with HER2 TKIs. The biomarker analysis from the study showed that out of the 91 patients enrolled, 86% had exon 20 insertions. Any HER2 protein expression was detected in 44 out of 53 patients. Nine patients had no detectable HER2 expression. HER2 amplification was found in two of 45 patients. Responses to treatment were observed in patients with different HER2 mutation subtypes across three exon locations, as well as in patients who had no detectable HER2 expression or tested negative for HER2 amplification. The Kaplan-Meier analysis of progression-free survival and overall survival were presented in the New England Journal publication. Median progression-free survival was 8.2 months. Of the 91 patients, 41 had progressive disease and 15 had died by the data cutoff date. And data for 35 patients were censored. The median overall survival was 17.8 months. Overall, the safety profile of TDXD in patients with HER2 mutant non-small cell lung cancer was generally consistent with that in previously reported studies. In total, 49% of patients had drug-related grade 3 or higher adverse events which were generally hematologic or gastrointestinal in nature. However, 26% of patients had adjudicated drug-related interstitial lung disease. 75% of these events were of grade 1 or 2, but 4 patients had grade 3 pulmonary toxic events and 2 patients died. However, the development of this toxic effect was not predictable, and as a consequence, patients must be carefully monitored. Adverse events of ILD in the present study were actively managed on the basis of the protocol-defined management guidelines 
for interstitial lung disease, including prompt initiation of steroids. This resulted in 13 of the patients, more than 50%, having recovered from ILD by the time of data cutoff. Further research is needed to determine which patients are at greatest risk and how to most effectively manage this potentially fatal adverse event. In an interim analysis of the HER2 overexpressing metastatic non-small cell lung cancer cohort of the DESTINY Lung01 trial, TDXD demonstrated preliminary evidence of anti-tumor activity with a confirmed objective response rate by ICR of 24.5%, including 1 CR and 11 PRs. The median duration of response was six months, and the estimated median PFS was 5.4 months. The Phase 2 Destiny Lung 02 trial has just started recruitment and is evaluating the safety and efficacy of TDXD in patients with HER2-mutated metastatic non-small cell lung cancer with disease recurrence or progression during or after at least one prior platinum-containing treatment regimen. And this trial is comparing two starting doses, 5.4 milligrams per kilograms versus 6.4 milligrams per kilograms. In Destiny Lung 03, TDXD and immunotherapy with various combinations of chemotherapy will be studied, ultimately to bring the treatment forward to the first-line setting in those with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer with HER2 expression. Destiny Lung 04 is for HER2-mutated non-small cell lung cancer, randomizing patients to TDXD versus standard-of-care chemoimmunotherapy in the first-line setting. Many studies utilizing TDXD in non-small cell lung cancer are ongoing in different settings. For the Destiny Lung 01, we should hear more about the updates in the HER2 overexpression cohort in the near future as data matures. As mentioned earlier, Destiny Lung 02 is looking at two different doses, 6.4 versus 5.4 milligrams per kilogram, in the second line setting. Destiny Lung 03 is for her to overexpress non-small cell lung cancer, and the idea is to move the drug to the treatment naive setting in combination with chemotherapy and immunotherapy. Other studies, such as NCT 04042701 and Hudson, are evaluating the combination of TDXT with immunotherapy in the immunotherapy-naive setting and refractory settings. Decitimab, Vidotin, selectively delivers anti-cancer agent, MMAE, or monomethyl aristatin E, into her two positive tumor cells and is a novel antibody drug conjugate. In Decitimab, Vidotin, a novel humanized HER2 antibody, and MMAE, a potent tubulin binder with a half maximal inhibitory concentration in the sub-nanomolar range as the cytotoxic payload, 
are conjugated to each other through a cathepsin cleavable linker with optimized drug antibody ratio. The anti-HER2 antibody allows decitimab bedotin to selectively deliver the anti-cancer agent MMAE to HER2 expressing tumor cells. In China, decitimab vedotin is being developed across five indications, including gastric cancer, urothelial cancer, late-stage breast cancer, non-small cell lung cancer, and bile duct cancer. A phase 1-2 trial of this agent in patients with advanced non-small cell lung cancer with HER2 overexpression or HER2 mutation is currently recruiting patients. Now, let me share with you two cases. The first case is of a patient with HER2 mutated non-small cell lung cancer. This is a 62-year-old gentleman who presented with right hip pain. He was found to have left lower lobe 3 centimeter mass and right iliac and L5 bone lesions. The L5 bone biopsy showed moderately differentiated adenocarcinoma. PDL1 was 0% by 22C3. Next generation sequencing reported EGFR, ALK, and ROS1 to be negative, however, was positive for ERBB2. How would you treat this patient? The options include A, carboplatin, pemetrexate, pembrolizumab, B, carboplatin, paclitaxel, atezolizumab, bevacizumab, C, afatinib, D, other, such as clinical trials, E, unsure. This patient ended up getting carboplatin, pemetrexate, and pembrolizumab for his first-line treatment. He was on this treatment between May of 2017 to December of 2017 when he unfortunately progressed. At the time of progression, he appeared at an outside institute and enrolled onto a clinical trial utilizing poziotinib. He was treated between January of 2018 to September of 2018. And then he came to me for his third line treatment. He received trastuzumab durastecan. The patient derived benefit with shrinkage of his primary lesion in the left side at lung mass, as well as lymph nodes. Maximum reduction of disease was seen at seven months post start of therapy. This patient received TDXD for his third line therapy and still had a response, but based on Destiny Lung 01 results, I would suggest considering the use of this agent in the second line setting, post-platinum therapy. Here is another case. This is a case of HER2 amplified non-small cell lung cancer. 66-year-old woman presented with a cough. She was treated with antibiotics for pneumonia, but there was no improvement. This led to a CT chest 
which revealed left-sided pleural effusion and multiple pleural-based lesions. The biopsy of the pleural lesion was positive for adenocarcinoma. PDL1 was 0% by 22C3. Next generation sequencing revealed ALK and ROS1 to be negative. However, she was positive for EGFR exon 21, L858R. She was treated with osimertinib for first line therapy, and she was on this between July of 2017 to January of 2018. Unfortunately, she progressed in multiple areas, and for her second line of therapy, she received carboplatin, pemetrexid, and pembrolizumab between February of 2018 to February of 2019. She eventually progressed, and upon progression was found to have HER2 overexpression, 2 plus by IHC. This patient also received TDXD for third-line therapy. She also had response to therapy, as shown by the reduction in size of her left-sided lung mass. It is important to note that HER2 overexpression is one of the known mechanisms of EGFR-TKI resistance, although in this particular patient, I am not entirely sure when she developed HER2 overexpression because she received osimertinib first, followed by chemoimmunotherapy. The emerging potential of other ADCs in non-small cell lung cancer. Other ADCs in development include datopodomab, derastekin, and sasituzumab, govetekin, which are trope 2 ADCs, and patritumab, derastekin, which is a HER3 ADC. Trope 2 is a transmembrane glycoprotein, which is highly expressed in non-small cell lung cancer and other solid tumors. Datopodomab durastecan is a trope 2 directed ADC composed of a humanized antitrope 2 IgG1 MAB, a toposomerase 1 inhibitor payload, and a tetrapeptide-based cleavable linker. Tropion pantumor 01 is an ongoing multicenter open-label first-in-human dose escalation and dose expansion phase 1 study of datopodomab durastecan or DATO-DXT in patients with advanced solid tumors, including advanced metastatic non-small cell lung cancer, relapsed from or refractory to standard treatment. The study is currently ongoing in the United States and Japan. Enrollment in the non-small cell lung cancer cohort has been completed. The study consists of a dose escalation portion and a dose expansion portion. The primary objective of the dose escalation portion was to identify the maximum tolerated dose and the recommended dose for expansion. Patients were planned for enrollment into eight dosing cohorts to receive an intravenous infusion of DATO-DXD in three-week cycles at different doses. In the dose expansion portion, the primary objectives are to confirm the safety and tolerability of DATO-DXD 
at the recommended dose for expansion determined in the dose escalation portion. These analyses include 175 patients treated at 4 mg per kilograms, 6 mg per kilograms, and 8 mg per kilograms doses of DATO-DXD in both the dose escalation and expansion cohorts. The enrollment was completed for the non-small cell lung cancer cohort and updated results from the non-small cell lung cancer dose expansion cohort was presented by Dr. Spire and colleagues at World Lung in January of 2021. DATO-DXD demonstrated early anti-tumor activity in patients with advanced metastatic non-small cell lung cancer who had progressed on standard treatment. Preliminary results from the patients with actionable genomic alterations in the phase one tropion pantumor trial was presented at ESMO, September of 2021. There were 29 patients with tumors harboring EGFR, three with ALK, one with ROS1, and one with RET, and they received four, six, or eight milligrams per kilograms of DATO-DXD. Confirmed overall response rate by Bicker was 35% across different doses. The median duration of response was 9.5 months, and common AEs included nausea and stomatitis. Tropion Lung 01 is the randomized phase three study of DATO-DXD versus docetaxel in previously treated advanced or metastatic non-small cell lung cancer patients without actionable genomic alterations. Patients will be stratified by histology, squamous versus non-squamous, most immediate prior therapy, and geographic region. The primary endpoints of this study include PFS by Bicker and OS. The Tropion Lung02 study is a phase one study where that ODXD will be evaluated with pembrolizumab with or without platinum chemotherapy in patients with advanced or metastatic non-small cell lung cancer. The Tropion Lung04 study is a phase one looking at the combination of that ODXD with durvalumab with or without platinum chemotherapy in patients with advanced or metastatic non-small cell lung cancer without actionable mutations. And the Tropion Lung05 study is a phase two study evaluating DATO-DXD in previously treated patients with activating genomic mutations, including EGFR, ALCROSS1, NTRAC, BRAF, MET-exon14 skipping, or RET. Sasituzumab govitekin is another trope 2ADC. In April of 2020, FDA gave accelerated approval to Sasituzumab govitekin for metastatic triple negative breast cancer. A year later, in April of 2021, FDA gave accelerated approval of Sasituzumab to those with metastatic urothelial cancer who previously received platinum-containing chemotherapy and either a PD-1 or a PD-L1 inhibitor. The expansion cohort of 54 non-small cell lung cancer patients who had progressed on prior standard therapies 
demonstrated an objective response rate of 17%, regardless of trope 2 expression. Median duration of response was 6 months, median PFS was 5.2 months, and median OS was 9.5 months. Tropics 03 is an ongoing phase 2 study enrolling metastatic solid tumors of non-small cell lung cancer, head and neck squamous cell cancer, or endometrial cancer. The non-small cell lung cancer cohort is enrolling those who have progressed after prior platinum-based chemotherapy and PD-1L1, or those who had recurrence or relapse or lack of response within six months of completion of chemotherapy for those with locally advanced disease. Patritumab durastikin is a HER3 directed ADC comprising a fully human anti HER3 IgG1 map, patritumab, covalently linked to a toposomerase 1 inhibitor payload and exatecan derivative via a tetrapeptide based cleavable linker. It is being developed as a salvage therapy post-progression on EGFR-TKIs in non-small cell lung cancer patients with tumors harboring activating EGFR mutations. In the Phase 1 study, patients who have progressed on previous EGFR-TKIs were enrolled. In the dose escalation portion of the study, the recommended dose was determined to be 5.6 milligrams per kilograms IV Q3 weeks. Safety was manageable. And the dose expansion portion of the study enrolled those who were pretreated with at least one EGFR TKI and at least one prior platinum based chemotherapy. Preliminary anti tumor activity and safety was demonstrated and heavily pretreated patients with a confirmed objective response rate of 25% in 56 patients with EGFR mutated non-small cell lung cancer with prior EGFR TKI and platinum-based chemotherapy. Almost all evaluable tumors expressed high levels of HER3 at baseline. Activity was observed in patients with and without diverse mechanisms of TKI resistance, including EGFR-C797S mutation, MET amplification, HER2 mutation, BRAF fusion, and PIK3CA mutation. These data support further clinical investigation of this HER3-directed ADC in a patient population with no available targeted therapy treatments. Herthina Lung01 is a phase 2 study of single agent patritumab durastikin or HER3-DXT in patients after failure of EGFR-TKIs and platinum-based chemotherapy and is currently enrolling patients. Patients will be randomized one-to-one to receive one of two HER3-DXT Q3 week dose regimens that will be independently evaluated, a 5.6 milligrams per kilogram fixed dose regimen, ARM1, or an up-titration dose regimen, ARM2, 
after review of data from an ongoing phase one study with similar patients treated with either of those regimens, a decision could be made to continue enrollment into one or both arms. The primary objective is to evaluate the efficacy of HER3 DXD as measured by objective response rate by Bicker. The plan is to enroll 420 patients globally at approximately 135 study sites. An additional ADC is SAR408701, which is an anti-CEA-CAM5 ADC. CEA-CAM5 is a glycoprotein that has limited expression in normal adult tissues, but is overexpressed in carcinomas of the gastrointestinal tract, the genitourinary, respiratory systems, and in breast. SAR408701 consists of an anti-CA-CAM antibody coupled to a metansinoid agent DM4 via a cleavable linker. Multiple studies are ongoing in non-small cell lung cancer and other tumor types. To summarize the other ADC targets of trope 2 and HER3, for trope 2, there are two agents, datopotamab durastecan or datodxd, and sasituzumab govitecan. Preliminary results from the tropion pantumor 01 showed promising results from non-small cell lung cancer patients. Thus, datopotamab durastecan is being evaluated in non-small cell lung cancer in different settings and the main studies include tropion long 01, 02, and 04. Sasituzumab govitecan is already approved in triple negative breast cancer and urothelial cancer. This phase 1, 2 study showed encouraging results in the non small cell lung cancer patients, and currently, Tropics 3 study is ongoing. Patritimab durastecan, or HER3-DXD, is a HER3 antibody drug conjugate. This agent showed promising activity in patients with non-small cell lung cancer, harboring EGFR, who were heavily pretreated. HERthena lung 01 is ongoing in another study, NCT 04676477, is evaluating the combination of patritimab durastecan with osimertinib. Here are some key takeaways. Antibody drug conjugates in non-small cell lung cancer are here to stay. Adotrasuzumab emtansine or TDM1, and trasuzumab durastecan, or TDXD, are currently listed as potential novel therapies for HER2-positive non-small cell lung cancer in NCCN guidelines. Trasuzumab durastecan, or TDXD, 
demonstrated impressive clinical activity in HER2 mutated and HER2 overexpressing metastatic non-small cell lung cancer in previously treated patients with modest myelosuppression and toxicities. Other antibody drug conjugate targets in non-small cell lung cancer include TROPE2 and HER3. Providers must familiarize themselves with the unique mechanism of action, efficacy, and potential toxicities. Better methods to predict efficacy will need to be developed, as well as methods to detect potential patients who are at high risk for developing toxicities would also need to be studied. In particular, I would like to highlight the ILD, or interstitial lung disease, or pneumonitis rates that were demonstrated from Destiny Lung 01 study. Any grade adjudicated drug-related ILD from this study of the HER2 mutated cohort was high at 26%, although most were low grades. Of the 26%, approximately 19.8% were grade 1 and 2, and approximately 6.6% were grade 3 and higher. It would be important to determine in future studies those patients who are at a higher risk for developing drug-related ILD or pneumonitis and determine ways to detect this early to prevent potential fatal events. Other than the ILD pneumonitis, TDXD, as mentioned earlier, appears to be well tolerated with toxicities related to cytotoxic therapy, such as neutropenia and GI-related events. Given the efficacy of TDXD, of confirmed objective response rate by ICR 54.9% in her 2 muted metastatic non-small cell lung cancer, which there are no approved targeted therapies for, I do believe that this treatment is a promising agent and hope that this therapy will benefit future patients. Thank you for participating in this activity. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Axis Medical Education and is supported by an educational grant from AstraZeneca Pharmaceuticals and Daiichi Senkyo. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.